Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. I'm Cecilia Lay, and this is Fifth and Mission. For a short while there, it felt like maybe, just maybe, our pre-pandemic social lives were coming back, making restaurant reservations to dine indoors, clinking glasses at your neighborhood bar, happy hours, socializing in big groups. It was nice, wasn't it? But now it's gotten complicated. Thanks to the highly contagious Delta variant, the Bay Area is now an emerging hotspot with coronavirus cases and hospitalizations both surging. California public health officials just announced a recommendation for residents to wear masks in public indoor settings, regardless of vaccination status. But Bay Area restaurants and bars, the ones we've been so eager to return to, are taking matters into their own hands. Can I see your ID and proof of vaccination, please? Yes. Do you have a mask on you? No. You don't? I have one right here. Okay, thank you. Perfect, thank you. Thank you. Trying to navigate what's right on our own without any kind of guidance from state or local health on the Delta variant stuff has been um, frustrating. I kind of feel like a de facto public health commissioner making policy and just, which is not right because I own a dive bar. That's Billy Joe Agan. He's the owner of Eli's Mile High Club in Oakland. His bar was the first in the region to require patrons to show that they've been vaccinated. They started asking to see cards at the door when they reopened to the public in mid-May. The negative response has been minimal. For the most part, it was just your typical local crystal holistic healing types that gave us any stuff. That and people who seem to think they're legal scholars. But most people have been willing to share their proof of vaccination if it means getting to drink and eat inside. We've actually seen an increase in our typical business from this time in 2019. I think it's a very cathartic experience for people that have been locked down for a long time. On the other side of the bay, the San Francisco Bar Owner Alliance, which represents over 300 establishments in the city, is recommending that bars require patrons to show proof of vaccination in order to eat or drink indoors. That recommendation went into effect today. Widespread support for this kind of measure is growing. 70% of San Francisco's Chamber of Commerce members said they would support a citywide mandate that would force businesses to ask patrons for proof of vaccination in order to be indoors. And 63% of San Francisco's Golden Gate Restaurant Association members said the same. Here to talk to me about this movement gaining traction among Bay Area businesses is Dane Rarikar, the Chronicle's assistant food and wine editor. He and his team have been tracking the latest developments closely. Dane, thank you for being here. So this requirement of asking customers to prove they're vaccinated before entering a bar or restaurant, this is something that private business owners are making. But there isn't anything from San Francisco city officials as of yet. Is that right? 
Yeah, exactly. So there's no um official citywide mandate. Um, and you know what we've heard from City Hall is that this would be um in the um health department's realm in uh, as it sort of pertains to businesses. Um, the health department has said that they don't really have any plans of, you know, making a citywide mandate for businesses yet. I think City Hall and the health department has repeated this, um, which is that, you know, businesses are well within their rights to kind of have these mandates. They can have extra protections beyond sort of what the city is requiring. What have you heard from restaurant and bar owners? After over a year of closures and capacity restrictions, it seems like a vaccination requirement could limit their ability to fully get back on their feet. Yeah, absolutely. And in fact, it already has. Restaurants have already seen um, reservations go down. But I think because of the Delta variant and because of this recent you know, rise in cases and the positivity rate, I think for them, they want people who are vaccinated to be able to have a comfortable experience as well, to feel safe. Um, to eat indoors. And also, most importantly, I think protecting their workers. I think a lot of restaurants in the Bay Area were asking their employees to get vaccinated. And so I think from that perspective, too, when we've heard of a few cases of a few restaurants and bars having to shut down briefly because, you know, either like a worker tested positive or they were exposed to someone who tested positive. And so that kind of disruption in business again. So I think from the owners um, and workers perspective, it's also really, you know, trying to protect themselves so they don't, you know, have to experience uh, the kind of loss that they have already this past year. Mm -hmm. I have not yet been to a business that has required uh, proof of vaccination, but can you walk me through what patrons can expect when they enter a business that is going to implement such a requirement? What will be expected of them? Yeah, absolutely. So um, there's a few different things. Um, I, I myself also haven't you know, experienced it yet, but uh, the last week or so, I've just been carrying my vaccine card um, in my wallet. But essentially, you know, what we've heard so far is, you know, um, restaurants and bars will either ask you for the physical vaccination card. Um, you can also take a screenshot of it or have a photo of it um, on your phone that you can show. Most places will accept that as well. Uh, and then there's also the state's digital vaccination record system. So you can show a QR code through that. Anecdotally, I will say we definitely have heard of, you know, some people having uh, problems with it or the system being glitchy. So, you know, I would like safe in most cases, probably a safer bet to have a photo of the vaccine card with you um, to show. Mm -hmm. And actually, to that point, I think a very small group of um, restaurants are also, you know, open to um, seeing a negative COVID test, like a 72 hour negative test um, to let you enter. So I think the best advice really um, for anyone that's going to eat out right now would be to, you know, either check on your restaurant's social media page if they're active or just give the restaurant a call and see, you know, what protocol they have in place before you head out. You've mentioned earlier that there isn't too much of a pushback from Bay Area restaurant and bar patrons so far, but what kind of challenges might business owners encounter in trying to implement this kind of requirement? Yeah, for sure. I mean, you know, like we've heard throughout the pandemic and, you know, even as um, restrictions started 
to ease up um, about really rude customers, um, you know, and it's sort of like it puts hospitality workers in a really awkward position to have to implement these things, especially I would say for restaurants, like they're not really accustomed to asking people for, you know, like IDs and doing all that kind of stuff when they enter, you know, sort of compared to bars a little bit. Um, so it's sort of that extra step and like, you know, training a, a, a bunch of staff members already, you know, even in the midst of a staffing shortage in the restaurant industry right now mm-hmm. um, to sort of like follow all those protocols, not to mention the fact that, you know, some restaurant owners are definitely scared that they might be, you know, given like uh, be shown like a, a fake. So it's definitely challenging, not to mention, you know, uh, the legal challenges as well. It's a little bit more tricky when it comes to um, the government mandating it, but private businesses are sort of, you know, within their rights to do so um, in the same way as like, you know, a restaurant can enforce a dress code, like with San Francisco, for instance, uh, you know, the city is kind of waiting for the FDA to officially approve the vaccines before, you know, they require um, city workers to get vaccinated as well, mm-hmm. which they plan to do. And I think that sort of has been challenging in terms of like the lawsuits you see everywhere else because the vaccines are technically um, an emergency measure. You know, it's it's harder for sort of governments to kind of enforce that. Uh, another challenge that I wanted to mention was, you know, like you, you've seen um, in France where they um, required vaccinations, you did see some sort of protests from the far right, sort of like after a whole year of these sort of constant stop and starts, mm-hmm. um, you know, that's something I don't think that, you know, r- restaurants and bar owners should have to deal with at all. Right. But it seems like a, a sacrifice they're willing to make to protect the safety of their workers and employees. Yes. Uh, you know, San Francisco, the Bay Area is such a foodie region, you know, uh, and private businesses sort of taking this stance seems like they might really be influencing some public health policy here. In some ways, the city hasn't made this a mandate. Do we know if there are other cities who have mandated this and how that is going over there? Yeah, absolutely. So as far as we know, there's no other major city in the U.S. that has um, you know, mandated uh, vaccinations or vaccine checks before entry. Going back to this, uh, the model in France where they're requiring vaccinations, um, sort of the argument there was that if restaurants and bars required it, then uh, more people would end up getting vaccinated. Um, and from the early data that, you know, we've seen so far, that has been true. You know, once that mandate went into place, I think, you know, there was a huge surge of people signing up to get vaccinated. I think because overall in the Bay Area, there is, we already have uh, probably one of the highest, like San Francisco has one of the highest vaccination rates in the country. So there is already a lot of support for that. Um, and so, you know, I think, if you sort of like logically follow that, um, you can see how restaurants and bars, um, you know, requiring vaccine checks might encourage other people to, you know, get vaccinated as well. It may not be the smoothest or easiest rule to implement for Bay Area bars and restaurants. 
Already, some businesses have received one-star Yelp reviews and comments comparing the vaccine mandate to the Holocaust for requiring vaccine verification. But SF Bar Owner Alliance's Ben Blyman says he doesn't care. He joins me after this quick break to talk about why making the decision to require vaccine verifications was a no-brainer. Ben Blyman is the founder of the San Francisco Bar Owner Alliance. He also owns several bars across San Francisco, including Soda Popinski's and Teeth Bar in the Mission. He spearheaded the vaccination requirement recommendation for the group he leads, which represents over 300 bars in San Francisco. And he joins me now. Ben, can you walk me through your decision-making process to recommend this requirement? About three weeks ago, um, we started to see on the Bar Alliance site more and more very alarming cases of staff members who were vaccinated contracting coronavirus. And it became very clear to us very quickly that um, we were seeing uh, a surge in what they're now calling breakthrough infections uh, firsthand that weren't being reported and were not yet in the numbers reflected by the city leaders, et cetera. So we were just kind of first first to see it. And so, you know, one consequence is a lot of our staffs and our workers have young children who are not vaccinated, which is terrifying. Mm-hmm. Um, a lot of them live with elderly parents or are caretakers for people with uh, compromised immune systems. Again, terrifying to think that you could bring something home from work that would hurt somebody you love. You know, we saw uh, people who have lost their taste, their smell, uh, people who are the sickest they've ever been for a week. The other consequence is that when somebody has COVID symptoms, they need to quarantine for 10 days after they have symptoms. And in that case, we, you know, we don't have enough workers as it is. And we're having, we were seeing bars having to shut down temporarily because they just couldn't staff it. That actually happened to me personally. Mm -hmm. Um, One of our bartenders at one of my bars uh, contracted COVID uh, through a different job of his, and uh, we couldn't find anybody to fill the shift. So we were closed uh, last Wednesday and lost a bunch of money right when we need it you know, right when we're trying to dig out of this hole that COVID has uh, created for us. And so, you know, we got together and we said, we need to, first of all, we need to protect our workers um, and their families, right? We have an obligation to them to to protect them. Second of all, we need to protect our customers and our patrons. And then third of all, we have to protect our livelihoods. Um, You know, I've got a child in San Francisco. It's not cheap. Uh, I've got bills to pay. And if I can't open my business, I can't pay my bills. I mean, it seems like so many of us were waiting for reopening week for us to get back to this place where we can resume our normal activities. Is arriving to this decision something that you felt like you and your other members were bracing yourselves for? Has it been surprising to have to offer this recommendation? Yeah, I mean, it's really disappointing that Delta is is breaking through uh, so much, right? Um, You know, we thought we had put it all behind us and clearly it's not. Um, the decision was not an easy one, but at the end of the day, you know, the, the idea that we have to protect our workers was just really first and foremost in our minds and their families. Um, we, we really have a, a kind of a deep obligation to them. And that, that really has driven this decision. You know, you know anecdotally, if, if people decide to get a vaccine because they trust us or because they want to go back to their favorite bar, that's great, too. We're happy about mm-hmm. that. But really, that's not a, that wasn't what this was about. Right. You've stressed that this decision is about protecting the health and safety of 
workers and their families. I mean, how have you felt about the city's guidance up to this point in terms of protecting workers? Do you feel like this position from the SF Bar Alliance is an extra layer of protection that's supplemental to, you know, city leaders' guidance? Yeah, that's a really good question. I think that's it's funny because we've had an internal discussion here. So, you know, there are some bar owners who are like, why do we have to be the bad guys, right? Why doesn't the city mm-hmm. just require it? And I, I responded pretty forcefully to them and we've had a really good conversation, but I'm like, wait a second, we're the good guys here, right? <laughs> like, right. let's be clear, like we're not being the bad guys, we're being the good guys, right? And the other thing I would say is I'm, I'm, I'm very progressive, person. I I believe deeply that we need to fundamentally shift our society to help those who need it. And one of the key measures of that, that I have always personally stood for is, is corporate responsibility and responsibility from the private sector. Right. Mm -hmm. And, And, you know, I've been on a soapbox for years about what Amazon's doing to our small businesses or what Exxon's doing in the environment. Right. But then all of a sudden, when it's my bar, now all of a sudden, I'm, I, I want the government to do the right thing. So I don't have to. Right. Mm. That just doesn't ring true to me. You know, I, I think we have an opportunity here as bar owners to get out in front and do the right thing. It's also, frankly, the right thing for us and our health and the health of our businesses. So it's not like a giant sacrifice we're making here. I've actually been pretty happy with San Francisco government in general. I think Mayor Breed has been spot on throughout this entire process uh, from day one. I think we are in a wonderful position here to lead and we're doing that. And I think what we've seen so far is just such an overwhelmingly positive response, um, except for like Twitter trolls, which is the exact people that I like to piss off. So (laughs) so I consider that positive, right? (laughs) Like we're winning. It's been such a tumultuous year. How are you staying so nimble? And what lessons have you learned from this past year as you move forward? And with everything that's sort of unexpected, there's so much that we don't know how to anticipate. How do you stay nimble through it all? Yeah. So I think one thing universally you'll find with small business owners and especially bar owners is like almost like a sociopathic or psychotic belief that if we jump, we're going to land on our feet. Right. And (laughs) I think that's what separates us from the people who, who like a little more certainty in their lives. Um, Mm -hmm. So, you know, being nimble is something that we are forced to do before COVID on a daily basis. Right. So I think we're kind of well-suited to weather this as a community, especially bar owners, right. We're constantly Mm -hmm. thinking two steps ahead in order to, it's, I always liken us to Indiana Jones with the, uh, with the rock, uh, the giant ball rock behind him. Right? Like if you don't stop running, it's just going to crush you. Right. <laughs> right. Right. We've seen the best that humanity has, but we've also seen the worst that America has. And, you mm. know, thankfully we don't see it as much in San Francisco. And and we, as a bar community, this started really by us saying, we're just tired of this shit. Right. We're bar owners. We are able to speak our minds. That's what we're here for. Well, thank you so much, Ben. There's so many moving parts to this, and I appreciate you taking the time to chat with me about your decision-making. Yeah, thanks for having me. I appreciate it. Ben Blyman is the president of the San Francisco Bar Owner Alliance. I'd like to thank him for joining me, as well as Dane Rarkar, who is the assistant food and wine editor at The Chronicle, for ongoing coverage of how local businesses are managing COVID-19. Visit sfchronicle.com or The Chronicle app. 
There you'll also find our up-to-date list of Bay Area restaurants and bars that are requiring proof of vaccination. Check it out before you make your going out plans. Big thanks to Karen Creighton for producing this episode, and thanks so much for listening.